All right. Hey, Corkies. Hello, hello, hello. We are back for episode three. And we have another special guest. This season is all about the special guest that we are offering all our Corkies. And so today we have Takaro Heath who is here to share his experiences in counseling. And so welcome, welcome to Caro. How are you today? I'm good. I appreciate you ladies allowing me to come on and, and have a word with you guys. I, I'll take the time to look over what you guys do and just real quick want to give you guys your flowers. Man, I appreciate anybody oh. that takes the time out of their schedule to, you know, really promote awareness, whether it's mental health, whether it's, saving seals you know whatever it is you're passionate about and you guys are you guys are really taking the step forward to really promote that and i do appreciate it and again i'm uh, happy to be here and talk with you guys for a while thank you, oh, thank you. So yes sweet. thank you and we love to talk to people of course and run our mouth and <laughs> really really like to talk to the men because we love oh. Devil and that one here, uh, the male perspective. So we're really interested uh, today. So this should be really fun. Um, be fun. So right out the gate, we have to know what prompted you to seek out counseling because we know mm. that you, you uh, did that. So what made you? So my prompt to find counseling was a little bit simple. So I worked. And I worked a lot, like a lot of, you know, guys that's in their 20s, you know, you're trying to make as much money as you can. Um, but I worked in a stressful side of town, right? So um, one of the things that I found out was that my job actually offered like six free counseling sessions for stress, mm. right? And because we worked a lot of hours, um, for me, it was anytime I was like, you couldn't see me without a laptop or a cell phone in my hand doing something. Um, and the prompt, like the want to, to go ahead and do it wasn't even because they offered it. I was actually telling someone else to do it. Um, like, yeah, you know, my job, you know, they offer this, like, maybe you should look at your job and do it. And it was just the return question for me. Right. I was like, well, have you done it? And I had to look with that look on my face, like, ah, no, I haven't. <laughs> you know, so, um, I gave it a shot and, you know, I think that was like that very first step of, diving in like I didn't do any research I didn't really know what to do it was an email and like hey follow this link and go from here so that's pretty much how it got started for me. oh okay so and you said you were in your 20s when you did that yeah I was late was I was late 20s so I've been that was probably about maybe about five years ago five or six years ago when that happened okay yeah. okay so how long were you thinking about counseling before you took that first step? Like, were you thinking about it for a few months? Or? No, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. Like, it's, it's, it's funny, right? Because I don't even want to say it's most guys. I think it's just most people. Like, you don't, when you get into this rhythm of life, right? Like, you, you change from whatever it was from your high school ages to early college or whatever it may be. And you get a job and it just becomes a rhythm. You go to work, you pay the bills, you try to slide a vacation in there once or twice a year. And that's what it becomes. And you just kind of learn to deal with whatever it may be throughout the times that whether it's stressful job or stressful relationships or financial issues or whatever it may be, you just learn to deal with it. It's, it's not, it was never, Honestly, it was never even something that I even considered was an option of helping myself. Um, it, it wasn't until later when you start to realize that the same things that you you sign up for benefits for jobs, right? We look for benefits in jobs and say, you know, I need a good dental plan. I need a good medical plan. But you don't really put into perspective how much that mental part of those things need to be addressed and, and pampered as well. Um, so, yeah. I'm, it wasn't even an offer for me. It was just something that kind of just happened. And in one of those days, I said, I'm going to give it a shot. Okay. And you talk about just you had been living and dealing. And did you do you re realize now, looking back, like what you were using to kind of get by and deal with your life before? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you realize that we all cope in different ways, right? Um, and it's a lot of ways that people don't realize that they cope. Like I always 
now that I've been in it a little while, I realize it with people, the first thing that triggers me when someone says they love to sleep, that's the first thing that comes because we don't consider sleep as the getaway that it can be from what actual life is. We consider drugs and alcohol or partying or anything else to be that. But you'll be surprised at how many people who are actually close to us will be like, I've had a bad day. I just want to go to bed. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like, it's it's been rough right now. I just really need this nap. Or it's their getaway. So it, I think it first comes down to realizing back then for me, like, what were those things that I, were, I was using to escape those stressful times or those times that I really should have been looking for some way of healing or strength? um how did you know where like to search for the counselor or did that link that they give you like did that point you the right direction yeah i to be honest looking back at it now it didn't even point me in the right direction but it showed me like it was just you know here's this random road here that you can take you know and i guess it was a direction but it wasn't that uh it wasn't until i got into it you know, like looking at it and then it's a completely different world. Like that's why I commend you guys so much because you think counseling or therapy or anything is just that. And you don't realize that people specialize in certain categories that people like, you can't just be like, I need some direction and counseling. Let me talk to you. And they're like, oh, what exactly are you looking for here? And so for me, I was completely blindsided by it. Like it took me two or three days just to like go through and look at people and decide, okay, I I think this is what the word play because you don't really find like, especially starting out, you you don't really find somebody to just say like, I specialize in stress management. Like there's, People who are like, no, I do this, 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 and this, and you kind of have to take a step back, look at yourself and realize, is work the only thing that's stressing me out? Or do I have other places in life that I need to fill buckets on? Because it's a carryover. So I, I had to do that. And that was probably the most difficult part of it all. Um, because you're so weary, like you're, you're so nervous. You're so it, the, it's the, the fear of the unknown, right? Like you don't know who you're choosing. You don't know what this person has going on. You don't know if they fit you, you know, it, it's like, it's almost like speed dating. You're just, Hey, what can you do for me? Hey, this is what I need. Uh, nope. Next seat. Like, and it becomes that. Um, and you don't really get to hear a lot of people that talk about they went through trial and error when it comes to choosing a counselor, choosing a doctor, choosing somebody. Like, you don't hear that. It's typically, I went to this person because I was referred to this person and they screwed me up more, so I had to go to another person. It's never the it's never the aggressive approach where I'm going looking and seeking for this one thing and then, you know, you didn't work out for me and that's not what I'm looking for, so I'm going here. Right. So that was, that was the most difficult, finding that, or finding that finding that car that fits you, finding that house that suits you, finding that dog that fits your personality, right? Like that was the toughest part of it all. Everything else was just, you know, putting in the work. Are there any questions that you um, asked that were specific to your counselors that was helpful in picking the right person for you? Any questions that you can that stand out in your journey? Um the, the when I was first starting, the question that I asked was, "Are you stressed?" Because to me, I couldn't, I couldn't understand how someone who's doing counseling, like you're, I'm, I'm not your only person you're seeing. Like, are you stressed out in your life too? Because I, I don't do well in hypocritical situations. Like, I, I don't, I really don't like situations where I'm coming to you from stress and you're telling me that you're twice my age and you've never been stressed about anything. Right. Because right. either I'm going to feel like you're just trying to like baby powder pamper me or you're, you're lying to me. Like we're not getting off on a good foot right now because even if you aren't lying to me, you can't, you can't truly in my mind help me if you can't tell me steps that you've done that can relate to what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And then that's a, and I think that's a, 
difficult bridge to meet in the middle of because you guys take the time out of your lives to learn these steps to help people. But us on the other side are looking to meet you in a space where you're not the counselor. You're a person who we can talk to, who can relate to what you need. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for me to sometimes put that aside and be like, you know, you have to learn these skills. Like they have to learn those skills to help you. But when it comes to initially looking for someone, that's what we're hoping to see is like, yeah, I've I've been through stressful situations. Like I've been through a divorce and I've lost jobs and I've did this. And like, it makes it relatable to allow us to deflate a little bit to be able to get that type of help that we need from it. And I tell my, my clients that I have a therapist too, which is true. And I think that helps them to find me more relatable as well. And they're like, oh, okay. So it's not so taboo or like you're just right. like this perfect person. Like, nope, I have struggles as well. Right, right. And that's that's big. That's that's really big because yeah, I, I would prefer my therapist to have a therapist. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I would prefer that, man. Like, because we kind of diving a little bit off of the off the pier a little bit, like that was the biggest thing for me. Like I did not tell anyone that I was in therapy or I was seeking counseling. It was something that I did on my own and I didn't speak on it because it still felt taboo. It still felt like, you know, you're, 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 you're a big brawly man, right? Like why do you need to figure out different ways to, you know, relieve stress or work on whatever it is mentally that you have going on. So for a while, it just, it was that thing where it was like, yeah, I'm holding you to this standard. I want you to have people that you talk to, but I'm not telling anybody Mm -hmm. that this is what I'm going to. And then you, you know, I look back on it now and see how like you can't go to get help for stress, but then you're still stressed on the back end about how you're holding this from, because you're worried about, how it's going to make you look or what it makes you look like, you know? So yeah, I completely, I'm, I'm with it. You, yeah. You got to have a therapist be my therapist. That's, that's, that's just how it goes. That's a requirement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's number one. <laughs> I always think of that. Cause I, I'm also a counselor that has a counselor. Uh, but then now, nowadays, especially cause uh, Ari and Ariel and I have this joke about us being raggedy. We're not raggedy. We've, we've come to the conclusion that our raggedy is not the same as anyone else's raggedy. Um, but there's just not another word for it. Um, <laughs> or I just don't like the words for it. But um, is there a certain level of transparency or lifestyle that you don't want to see your counselors have or behave in? Like you don't want them to be too human in certain ways. No, no. I want to feel like I am talking to a human. I think that's like, that's so, I, I think it goes across the board with so many things. Like, um, I don't have any kids, but I would, I would, as a, as a child myself, right? Like, I want to know that my mom made mistakes, right? Like, I, as a, as a person who is working on my career, I, I want to know that the person that's mentoring me has lost jobs. I want to know that they've done things like, I want to know that, that I, I want to know that if my therapist smokes and drinks, I want to know that, like, because I want to feel like... <laughs> I want to feel like that his Friday night is like my Friday night. Like I want to know that because like there's nothing wrong with striving for perfection. I don't think that there is anything wrong with that. But I also think that perfection is the eye of the beholder. Like it's like, I want to know that you, I want to know you were a baby too, right? Like I want to know that you grew up. I want to know that you had to go through the same struggles or a type of struggle that someone else did, even if it's not my struggle, right? Like, I want to know that you had, that there was something happened, you had to overcome it, and you're better or worse from it. Like, that's that's what I have to have, you know, that, no, I don't, I don't want to (laughs) know all your personal business. That's, Mm -hmm. that's not it. I, but I do want to feel like if I say, yeah, um, you know, a couple of coworkers and I wanted to, you know, hang out. They wanted to have drinks. So I went to have drinks. Like, I don't want to feel like I'm going to be looked down upon because I decided to go have 
you know, a drink or two, or I decided to have one too many or whatever it may be, like, because we're trying to create a space that we both can feel safe in, mm-hmm. not just me. Mm. Like, we both can feel safe in. Like, I, I need you to feel safe telling me something so we can create that dynamic, that relationship. Because if you feel like you can't tell me something because you're afraid it might trigger something or it might... To me, that's a that's a step back on your behalf because you need to be able to handle that if it does trigger me. Mm-hmm. So I need to I need to have that from you to better myself because we all know it that you can talk to a stranger, you can talk to someone you know your whole life. There are gonna be learn it's gonna be learning on both ends. There's mm-hmm. something that you're gonna learn from me or you're gonna hear that I did that you're gonna probably take to your personal life and like, you know, I was helping this guy, but he said something that was really profound or really like stuck with me. And I think I'm going to use that. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, you, you as a counselor can't be shut off from that. And if I feel that those every Thursday is probably going to get cut short. So <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's how it is. For me. So were there any qualities in a counselor that you were really hoping to find as far as like, gender or personality traits or like ethnicity like were you kind of saying like when you were doing your search like narrowing down um your counselors i think i think the man in me took over early like i'm a guy need to talk to a guy like Mm -hmm. if i have a guy issue i need to have like you know and it's no offense to you guys or or women in general or nothing but it's like look if you're not working 65, 70 hours a week, we, we can't even start this conversation. Like, that's how. And yeah, you, I do, though. Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> like, but you don't, you don't think about that as a guy who's like, you're, you're telling yourself everything you can to keep stepping in this direction. Because there are always more excuses to not do it than it is excuses to keep moving. So you give yourself these ridiculous filters and standards that you got to hold people to. And then you end up like me. You you meet with your first guy, and he's never worked with his hands in his life. He's never worked more than 40 hours. He's never, th- he went to school, got a job, and been doing this ever since. And it's not that that was bad, but it's like, what what exactly are we going to relate to? Not how you're going to help me, but how are we going to right now? Right. Like, that's important to you relating to your counselor. Exactly. Exactly. So I didn't have a... At first, I I had that I got to talk to a guy, but then you start to realize, and even you just take a 10-second Google search and look at how much it takes to be a counselor or to be a therapist, and you start, ooh, yeah, they work a little bit more than me, so I'm going to have to reel this back, and we just, we're going to keep this thing straight on my knees, like, we're going to leave everything else out of it, and so it, um, after that, I, I kind of really filtered down and I didn't care about whether it was a man, whether it was a woman, whether she was black, white, whatever. I, it did not matter to me at all. Um, I really just wanted to feel like some type of way I could read this description on who you are mm-hmm. and what you offer and you could help. So with your um, current counselor, how did you decide like this person is for me? Or did you have a few counselors when you first started, like kind of going? Oh, this is this is number five. I'm not afraid to say it. This is this okay. is number five. I, I went through it because part of it is part of it is me, right? Part of it is like when you've never done something before. I've always been a throw me in the fire guy. Like I will figure out how not to get burned. I'll make my moves and stuff. And so, first thing I realized early on that that um stereotype question mm-hmm. the how do how does that make you feel yes yeah that's not for me that's not <laughs> uh i'm gonna feel like you're not listening i'm gonna feel like you're just dragging out this time so this hour will be over with uh yeah this isn't this it's not for me and so um like i said i went through the first guy who i felt like i was completely unrelatable to like i just this this wasn't gonna work um ended up the next person i chose was a woman um, she was in her mid thirties at the time. Uh, she was a black lady and she would ask me questions 
and she'd see I would get frustrated when she asked me questions and she, you know, she asked me why. And I was like, you know, I just, I feel like you're reading a book to me. I just feel like I came to you, you asked me what I needed. I said, well, I'm in this direction because, you know, I'm stressed from work and I'm sure life carries over from that too. I'm just a stressed out person. Well, how much do you sleep? I sleep this much. What are your eating habits? Uh, I eat this much. And it's just like, and I'm come on, man. Like, and it's not that I don't want to give you the background of things, mm -hmm. but I don't feel like you care when you dive in, like you, you're changing everything. If I tell you that I'm stressed and you ask me something related to that stress, not so much as to me looking for out. So, oh, well, if you get more sleep, maybe you won't stress as much. Or if you take some days off of work, it'll be better for you. Like, no, like that's everything in life is compound and if you don't really dive into it and start seeing where those things are coming from for me i lose interest mm -hmm. so now i'm paying you for nothing and you really i can honestly make you feel like you're you're doing me a good job like, how do you feel about today it was great absolutely it was great i think things are going great how many more sessions we got three great yeah that's cool all right next thursday and get off and you won't get a chance to even know that you're helping or not helping. So um, <laughs> we we spoke on that a little bit and we started kind of bumping heads a little bit more. And she was like, you know, I feel like, you know, we should go in separate ways. Like, I feel like you'll be helped in another way. Just find somebody else. Oh, perfect, great. So uh, I found the, it was another lady and I immediately jumped on the first session, like, hey, look, we can skip all the introductions. I am stressed out <laughs> and I, don't, I need more than you asking me how my day. I have a mother, I have sisters, I got people I can call and tell how my day is. Like, I'm stressed out, like, and I am a concrete block. You're not gonna get to me today. I need to dive into it. And she was like, okay. And I was like, I'm letting you know, I'm gonna push you away. I am that type of person when we start getting into my emotions, like I'm, because at this time I'm learning about myself more than I thought, but it's through anger and it's through frustration. And I'm like, you know, this is supposed to be helping. Why is it not helping? Mm. And so she asked me like, you know, like what makes you feel good? And I was, I remember telling her, I was, I was like, what's the best sleep you ever had? It was like mine was always after I got into an argument or I cried. Like even as a kid, you get a you get a whooping, you cry. It's like the best sleep in the world. You don't think about it, but like you're you're out of it. Like you get into a really emotional, draining argument where your your brain turns off after it's over and you sleep. Because of the surrounding part, you don't think about it. But that is some of the best sleep in the world, right? And so I'm like, the things that make me feel good is when I can really, you know, I don't, I don't know. You, it's, is it me being like, try, me being a rah-rah man amongst men? I don't, I don't know. But I always knew I needed to get it out because I can sit and have a conversation all day and still feel the same way. And so we, we tried to have that type of a conversation and it made it 30 minutes. And she's like, she's like, baby, look, I'm not, I, I can't, I can't pull that type of emotion out for you. Mm. And she was like, it's, it's too combative. Like, she was like, you're going to have to find someone. And she gave me a little direction. She's like, find someone with a background, not from just the mental health perspective, but were there an, were they an athlete before they started doing this? You know, did they manage a bunch of people, those type things to see where they're able to butt heads with you and still give you advice. Mm -hmm. um, because one of the things that I've noticed in life for myself is that I can have an argument with you and we could be at each other's noses. And once we're done, eh, <laughs> it's, like I'm, it's completely gone. Like that's my level of like, because I got it out. I don't have to worry about it. And so I knew I needed that in therapy. So, um, she gave me a guy, he, he, he wasn't, he was like that, but he wasn't open. He was more drive, do this, do this, almost like a football coach in a sense, do this, do this. Um, 
And so I got to the guy that I've been using now for the last year, year and a half. And it was really good because I told him straight out, hey, look, I need a combative type therapy, a combative type of counseling that we can be at each other and then shake each other's hands afterwards. Like, that's what helps me. And he didn't flinch. He's like, oh, oh, absolutely, no problem. And I thought we were going to just jump into it. And we literally had the first session about just learning each other. The first session was, what are the things you like to do? This is what I like to do. This is what I didn't like. Let me tell you about what happened yesterday. And he, it was just like how we all were talking. About, just a conversation. So the next time when I talked to him, I felt like I was calling someone who was more of a friend than it is, you know, someone who I'm paying to help me out in life. Um, and we created a structure where we do six weeks on, three weeks off, because it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot that yeah. goes into it. Um, and it work, It just works for me. You just have to know the type of person that you are. But it, it works for me. It works for me. And I feel like I've grown with that ever since. And All right. So I think it's important for people to understand a little bit more about what you mean by combative. So when you're saying you need a combative counselor and you've actually found one now, what mm -hmm. is combative to you? You ever got into an argument with your sibling? All the time. Combative. It doesn't take any. And the reason I say it like that, it doesn't take any love away. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take any like any direction about what you guys are doing but it, it's two people who are trying who, who really are at each other because they want the best for each other it's, it has nothing to do with like today's tuesday you know every tuesday i gotta put these hands on you like that it's it's not that it's just that especially if you're a younger sibling right you got somebody who's older who's been through something early already and then they see you walking down a road that you can't see right like that's my view on on counseling mm -hmm. like you go to somebody and you start walking that hey this is what i got going on and they oh yep he's gonna crash and burn once he gets the boardwalk it's gonna be bad like and they try to fight you but you're like all you can see is that i'm moving you don't sometimes you don't realize you're moving in the wrong direction sometimes you don't even feel yourself moving backwards and more times than none, we don't see ourselves stuck mm. because we start to go in a circle and we still feel ourselves moving, but don't realize we're not going in a direction. So that's what it's like for me to have somebody who can take what I'm telling them, be able to know them on a different level so they can tell me where I was at 16, 20, 24, 28 and say, hey, this is the line that you're going on, but I'm in it. I'm in it. I can't, you can't always see everything. You don't see those changes that you're making unless you're focused on changes, like unless you focus on, and even with those changes, if I'm focusing on, you know, how to be a better boyfriend, how to be a better son, a brother, whatever, you're not focusing on how to be a better employee, how to have a better credit score, how to have the, your, your tunnel vision most times at all times. Like you always almost got to have an obsession with something to really dive into it and work on it, but it doesn't leave you room to see everything else that's around it. So for me, the combative nature that I need to be addressed is that when I say, oh, no, nah, I'm, I'm fine over there, you have to come back and be like, no. <laughs> because this didn't tell me and I'm going to defend myself, but I don't want to scare you away. It's my own personal confidence, you know, like it's my personal confidence in where I feel like I'm going. To me, that's your job that you're you have to do what you have to do to make sure that that role that you see I'm on is going to be bad. You need to turn. And you have to you have to have strength within yourself to do it, you know, and as a counselor, I mentioned this earlier, like, I look for things like contradictions, insecurities, all those things, because realistically, I'm going to attack them, I'm going to attack them, 
because I, I so yes, absolutely. Oh. Because I you you have to think like I, I mentioned this. I'm I'm a concrete block. I don't want to talk about my true emotions. Like my biggest thing and what I'm doing now is trying to be more vulnerable, trying to be you know, more out and, and listening and really letting things soak in and die. But if there's a route that I can take to get away from it, I'm going to do it. So you're, you're deflecting. And absolutely. And... Absolutely. And how do you, I guess that's as a rhetorical question, like how would you typically deal with someone who realistically I am great at great at it how do you combat that without coming right back at it? oh you can't you have to come right back at it exactly you so you, you, you can't have to call that person out you exactly. know what you're doing you cannot continue to do that and it can't be allowed right and it's like you can i, I can deflect for an hour i can deflect for an hour i can turn move you can ask whatever questions you want i can give you just enough for you to say okay so does that mean this or will that like but if you're willing for me anyway to come right back at me and force me to give you something now we're getting somewhere mm -hmm. like now we're getting somewhere because it helps you figure out okay next week i gotta dive on this because he's this way mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. Yeah. Does this show up in other areas? I'm assuming that this is not just what you want and this is how you act this period. No, no, it is I didn't I didn't just wake up this way. Like twenty twenty-fifth birthday is time to be combative. No. Um like I said earlier, one of my one of my traits in life that I realized is that one, if there's something looming of something that's like, you know, there's an elephant in the room. I'm immediately addressing it and then we can get it out of the way. And after that, it's almost like it never happened to me. I'm, I'm that way. But secondly, the biggest thing that I've realized that sits in that bucket of where my mental health sit is, is that my family, like really, if, if we are able to do just that, we are able to have tough conversations and still talk things out and everybody feel better after it and, and they'll get rough they'll get, you know we will talk to people they talk to people in whatever however we need to do to get our point across but the one thing that we always lead with is we're going to respect each other mm -hmm. we'll give somebody the floor we'll let you say how you feel and then you reciprocate that right like you let them do that and then you come to this you you come to this middle ground and understanding how both parties feel or as my family you know three four parties it might be might be three or four different stories going on right but like to be able to be that and you got a bunch of like gladiators when it comes in and when it comes to having that conversation it's being willing to sit in it and understand and and realize what everybody else is saying and then being able to articulate your own part and view to it and that's a big step for me in life that has like catapulted me to make counseling really easy because when we do get through the concrete i tell you exactly how to do it. you don't have to question it but it, it started from being able to have those conversations like my mother me and my mother can completely disagree on something completely disagree two far ends of the spectrum and we'll go back and forth but we have a level of respect for each other where we'll we will turn off the mother and son part and talk to each other like adults you know but we you know we won't curse at each other and i i'm not putting my hands on nobody it's, there's nothing like that, but it's like, we're going to have this conversation. And the biggest asterisk behind it is there's no time limit. We'll, things will get pushed in my family. If there's appointments, there's something to do. If we're in the middle of something that's that important, because it is really important to get this conversation through. 
we hey, we'll, we'll get to that. Ain't nothing in life that can't you can to later. Like we're we're here. We're gonna do this. We're gonna be at each other's throats. But there's not a single night. And I don't I don't go to bed. I'm not telling my mom I love her. Mm-hmm. It's not. I'm waking up in the morning and she's gonna be there with coffee, asking me. <laughs> You're just gonna sleep all day, and it's only five forty-five. It's just, it's <laughs> just that never changes. And I think just like everything else in life, like. You hear the stereotype about, they said most women look for a guy that reminds them of their dad. Look for, they said guys look for women that reminds them of their mother. I think that it's the same thing. The things that have helped you get through life that weren't coping mechanisms, things that were actually exercises and activities when it comes to your mental health, those are the things that you should seek out later because those are the things that work. Like, I, you know, I, I grew up in a household where... <laughs> I might not have been the most listened to person, but once I was able to get to my points quickly, listen and return with respect, I was able to really get that, get what I needed out. Regardless if it (laughs) meant me 30 minutes of crying and yelling or whatever, like it was, I was able to get it out. And then you apply that and move on. Hmm. Do you see counseling as a lifelong journey for you? Or do you feel like once you like reach a certain goal, you're going to say, okay, I'm good. Um, I don't know how to answer that without sounding like I'm on one end or the other. I feel like if you're going to counseling for a specific thing, I think that at some point has to come to an end. I think that in anything in life like i i think that um this might be a little dramatic but i don't know any other way to express it if you have cancer and you're going to get chemo at some point the chemo has to end like it it might be a six-week thing a six-month at some point the goal behind that is you to be cancer free and the chemo ends Mm -hmm. however that does not stop you from going to get checkups twice a year. And that's how I feel about counseling. I think that if you're going for something, there should be progression and there should be a point where those goals are met or near met. And then it becomes a maintenance thing. I don't think you should have to go to counseling every single week or twice a week. Mm -hmm. I think that you, the same way that you should, go to the doctor, you know, to get checkups and things like that. I think that is healthy for you to two or three times out the year, get a quick hour checking. Like it's, it's, it's not that much money. It's not that much time out of your schedule. And you guys are some of the most, you know, the the most flexible people in the world when it comes to just having a chance to sit down and talk, you know, especially in the world we live in now where we're able to do everything, you know, via the internet right like so i think that that part you have to incorporate in just life altogether. like get a mental check-in see how you you know how you're doing let them ask you some questions and see how you're doing and make that a part of your routine especially if you don't have people in your life that do it for you like especially is that like i'm i'm blessed enough to say i have people my friends, family, if they don't hear from me for a while, they'll check in. Hey, bro, what's going on? How you doing? What's what it looking like? How you do? You in there? You out of there. What's up? You need something? You don't need nothing? All right. Like, and these are friends, family that have for years that it's the same conversation if I talked to them yesterday or if I hadn't talked to them in two or three years. There's nothing that's behind it. They simply want to be there to check on you. And I think that when you don't have things like that in your life, you have to supplement, right? Like you don't eat enough vitamins, you got to take most vitamins in the morning, right? Like you don't want to eat your greens and fruits. So I think that's the same thing with, with counseling. If you don't have those people in your life, if you feel like, you know, you're alone in certain levels of life, you have to supplement that some way. You know, for me, um, what I'm doing now is just being able to stay on track so we're able to have those gaps, like I mentioned, in between what I'm doing. But even with that, like we have extended gaps there too, because I don't, I don't have to do that. I mean, that's the other thing about the combative therapy. I don't have to yell and rah rah every single time. 
I don't have to do that. And as you get better at those parts in life and you realize the pieces that are in your life that feel certain voids, then you're able to supplement properly. Like I, you know, at a point I hope to get to where it just, you know, I, I'll go get a checkup twice a year. At that same point, I'll talk to him twice a year, you know, maybe three times because you, you know, you hope not to get sick as many times, but you go through stuff on a daily mentally. So maybe more of that for me personally anyway, but I hope to get to that point where it's two or three times a year, you know, maybe a longer session, hour, hour and a half where you can really dissect how the last three or four months have been and, you know, continue to grow. Yeah. That's awesome. Look at you. And so you originally went in for stress management. Is Mm -hmm. that the thing that you consistently have been continuing to go for this whole time? We still speak on stress. I think we just as working people need to. <laughs> like, how are you dealing with stress? How are you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think as working people, we have to do that. But more so for me now, it's not stress, but strength. Like yeah. having, men- yeah, having mental strength. I don't think people put enough emphasis on that when we talk about the health, right? Like, and it's because, you know, I started to notice little things within myself that hasn't been my all my life you know on that perspective like you can be a you know you can be a mean person all your life and try to work in the other direction like i don't want to be this anymore but knowing that there are certain things for myself that were traits that i enjoy you know um were starting to slip like for instance waking up in the morning i've always been a you know early bird i had no problem it didn't matter what time i went to sleep i didn't have a problem waking up like getting up and getting started. And then I started to notice I'm hitting that snooze a little bit more or I'm not getting the quality of sleep that I used to get. So now by the time I actually do try to sleep, I feel like I haven't rested enough. And mentally, I hadn't been strong enough to push myself through it to create that, you know, create that same routines that I have been going through. So uh, right now, that's what my focus has been, is creating routines in life that make me stick to them because they're they're necessities for what I have going on. And even creating new things, new routines that would kind of spark a little bit of, you know, a little bit of fun, a little bit before and after, a little bit of something to be able to see like, okay, this this, this might help. And those things have been helping me get back up and, and get moving. And I almost like uh, having that new job that you, your clothes are already out for the next day, your book bag is packed, you're ready to go. Like having that same feeling almost every day. Like I'm ready to get up and tackle something every single day, get back to that. Cause I've always been there. I've never been the person who sleeps in, never been the person who like, to just lay around and not do nothing all the time. And I started to see myself being like that. And I wanted to go back to that side. So currently that's where I am creating new routines and, and getting back to those good parts of myself that I enjoy. So. Oh, be like you when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been an early riser. <laughs> I press news at least three or four times. I'm like, I know. <laughs> You know, I've gotten a lot better the last, I think it's been two months. I've been doing a lot better getting up at 530. Um, yeah. So, and it does make a big difference because I'm like, like, I've gotten a lot more accomplished the last two months than I have the whole year by having yeah. those extra hours in the morning. Um, so, yeah. oh, that's how people are out here being rock stars because they <laughs> got those extra hours in the morning. So, I get yeah. So would that be your ultimate goal from, you know, to get out of counseling, mental strength, or would it be something else you would say your ultimate goal is? Yeah, I think, um, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if this actually explains it, but I think my ultimate goal, if I have to have one, I never even thought about having an ultimate goal, to be honest with, honest with you, but I think my ultimate goal would be to have the mental strength to make consistent decisions that are best for me and not someone else that is probably my ultimate my ultimate ultimate goal out of all this because you know i i i I just like helping people i like giving i like 
you know, like seeing people happy. I like celebrating. I like being there with people when they're having good parts of life, even bad parts of life, right? Like I, but you, you start to see that you start to make decisions for everyone else and it changes you that simply it simply changes you you know you start you know doing you could be on the wild end of the spectrum like me where i would literally i got to the point where i would get paid from my job and would not spend money on myself or something just in case somebody needed something right like and it's like yeah no nah. <laughs> nah, like i but it's been such a long habit been such a long habit it's been a, like a such a long habit of offering like we don't really realize how much we just offer ourselves to people and the biggest thing that i saw as i pulled myself back is man i got so much time <laughs> like so much time and like so much just empty mental space where it's just like ah like it's a what do I do? Like, you know, like the things that, uh, I have this conversation a lot about finding the things that make me happy and the things that I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. And you realize once you get to a space where you, you cleared out a few closets and you started seeing like the things that I enjoy I'm doing, but I'm sitting back bored out my mind now, or I'm sitting back feeling like I could be doing something else, but you don't have that space filled anymore. Like you're not worried about, if this person needs your help or that person needs your help or you're not worried about how you can do something for someone else, you're just kind of there. <laughs> so it gives you that space. Is it at all about when you're doing stuff just for yourself now or does it feel genuinely good? Uh, it feels awkward. Okay. Like I don't feel I don't feel guilty about it. Um, but I feel awkward doing certain things like for me, because I, I like doing small things that just, I, it just makes me, I like putting a smile on somebody's face, right? Like, so, you know, like I might, you know, somebody tell me they had a great day or got a promotion or something. I might send them lunch or I might do like, I like those type of things because a part of me just enjoys seeing people enjoy. Mm-hmm. Like that's just it's so simple. It, it is so simple. Like I literally am the person who will drive, you <laughs> will drive four hours to give somebody a hug. Like I'm, it's just, it's so simple to me and it's so filling to be able to see somebody enjoying something. So I'll, I try to make myself cause it's a habit I have to break. So I try to make myself do something for myself. Um, but it's, it's, it takes a few minutes to, <laughs> like, to really work through it. Um, but I started by doing like things that weren't immediate impact things. So like I started doing things like giving myself goals of how much money I wanted to save or fixing credit or things like those type of things that where you'll do it, but you don't have anything in front of you to show for it right now. So it didn't make me, I didn't have to look at it and be like, man, I bought that. Nah. I don't even have to really like it. I just did it because, it, you know, so I started on that side where it's like, I get those pleasures later on. I look, oh man, my credit score went up 30 points or, oh, that's cool. I this this, like I did those type things and giving myself goals of like, you know, working on being debt free, you know, by the end of next year or, you know, purchasing a vehicle or whatever it may be. Like those type things that keep me busy mentally because I have to plan and be strategic and still make that fit into everything else in life. But I don't have to sit and say, why did I buy a $20 Starbucks cup? Because I hadn't bought myself this week. <laughs> so yeah. So that's, that's, that's where I'm at now. Cool. Thank cool. you. Yeah, we really appreciate you coming on and joining us today. You gave us a lot to think about. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of nuggets and information. Ah, yeah, I, I appreciate you guys. Um, because it, for this, this is something I've never done before. Like I said, I didn't. I didn't tell anybody I was in counseling or therapy. I didn't tell anybody I was That's doing it. this. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, you know, it, in for me, like I said, one of the things that I'm working on is being transparent, um, being a little bit more vulnerable, um, and having intention in life. And as thing, being able to speak that intention too, right? Like, and and that's one of the reasons I I, I asked you about doing it and really want because I knew it would be something that helped me because. You know, you guys might have, I've been nervous as ever doing this the whole time, Aww. right? Um, wondering what the next question is going to be, wondering, you know, uh, just any, just how you guys are going to react to things, anything, right? But for me, it's a big help. It's my therapy of the week. It's been what I've needed to do and practice to see how comfortable I've gotten from before to now. So I, I can't tell you guys how much I appreciate doing this with you. Likewise. You did awesome. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, amazing. So um, we wish you nothing but the best on your counseling journey and um, absolutely love how you took the time to find your counselor. And mm -hmm. so we hope that your combative counseling <laughs> seems to work very, very well for you. It seems to be doing amazing. Yes, so. it does. Appreciate it. If y'all need it, go get you some combative therapy as well. <laughs> <laughs> I recommend it. I'm telling you. Look, I recommend I, I need it. Some as well. I'm I'm about to go find me a combative counselor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. This is the uh close of episode three. Y'all stay tuned for episode four. Thanks, Bye. We alongside BetterHelp want you to start living a healthier life today. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MHU to join over the 1 million people who have taken control of their mental health. This code will allow 10% off your subscription. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash M-H-U. Hi, Corkies. Please, please, please follow us on all social media outlets. We're on Instagram at Mental Health Uncorked. We're on YouTube at Mental Health Uncorked. We're on Twitter at MHU The Podcast. And you can also email us at mentalhealthuncorked at gmail.com. Like, share, subscribe. Thank you.